Are you ready to eliminate your credit card processing fees? Visit www.pairpayments.com and use code Jake for $250 Visa gift card when you join today. Welcome back to Under Pressure. Today, we have, once again, Jay Harlock from Acumax with us. And Jay is going to give us, uh, we'll do a little brief summary on A, B, and C drive. And today, we're going to wrap the drives with the D drive in this series uh, where we're talking about the Acumax index. Is that right, Jay? That's right, Jay. Good to be back. All right. So just for anyone who missed the previous three episodes we've done, and if you haven't seen those, go check those out. And if you've learned something from the series, share them with your friends because I'm sure um, we can you know, illuminate a lot of people and introduce them to Acumax and the Acumax Index here. So, Jay, for anyone who missed those first few episodes, what did we talk about with the ABC drive and what are we going to get into today with the D drive? Well, before we get into that, I do want to say one thing. If you've watched these podcasts and you've taken it, and you have a significant other, ask them to take it. Now, don't say, hey, I want you to do a test. Yeah. But if you have a significant other, the thing is, is I took this really cool survey and I'd like you to take it. And if you get any resistance, just say, hey, you know that little spat we had a few weeks ago, probably would have avoided it. So really, because we're about relationships, you know, because Acumax Index improves relationships and let's face it, business is relationships, so it improves business as well. Absolutely. So I just wanted to throw that out there a little bit. Um, That's awesome. The, the Acumax Index, it measures innate human wiring. We're considered a personality assessment, but we're not. We're the only assessment that measures the neurosciences. All other assessments are based in the social sciences, the observable behavior of people. Behavior changes over time due to external inputs, you know, upbringing, education, life's experiences, all the good and the bad things that happen to us in our lifetime change behavior, age, maturity, responsibilities. What we measure is innate human wiring. When any person on the planet is born in the 18 to 24 month period after that birth, Certain chemicals come together in the brain and they create specific neural pathways. Now, there's millions of pathways created at this time. We measure four, A, B, C, D, as it applies to business and relationships. And we've already stated that business is relationships. So earlier we talked about the A drive, which we call autonomy, which is idea flow. You know, do I want the best idea? Am I more engaged with my idea? We talked about the B drive, which is communication. Everybody talks, everybody thinks, but this is how I process thought. Do you process it internally or do you process it more verbally? The C drive, what we call patience. Are you somebody who likes spinning multiple plates, you know, jumping from item to item? Or are you somebody that's more sequential in the way you want to perform your workflow? wants to set plans and follow it. So we go into a lot more detail, so I will put a plug in for Jake. Go back to the prior podcast, check out A, B, C, and D. Uh, and today we're gonna talk about the D drive, which is called certainty. Mm -hmm. Before now, we get into that, Jay, sure. just real quick, what I wanna do is go back 
and also say, yes, listen to those podcasts, but Jay had mentioned before the complimentary Acumax index and how you can do that for you and your significant other and you can uh, you can see you know your relationship as a business and all that, but text Jake, J-A-K-E to 218-517-7985. That'll be in the description. You text Jake to that phone number and you'll get a complimentary uh, Acumax index thank, uh, assessment thanks to Jay. So thank you, Jay. And, now we can hop into the D drive. <laughs> Just one thing I want to note, it, it's automatically, the reports are automatically generated. It may take about five minutes to get your report, but as soon as you complete it, it will be emailed. Just make sure you put a valid email address in there. So, you know. Absolutely. Thanks, it's our pleasure, you know, because I mean, one of our missions is to make life more satisfying for people. Yeah. And relationships can either be a headache, personally or at work, or they can be a pleasure, you know? And we answer the question, why? Why do people do the things that they do? Absolutely. Now, the D, the D drive is called certainty. Mm -hmm. It's about two things. It's how much information I need for effective decision-making, and it's how much structure I enjoy in my environment. Right? Yeah. Those are the two things. This has nothing to do with intellectual learning. It has everything to do with really decision-making. So low in the D, D left of the green line, and we've talked about the green line before, those are individuals who prefer the summary sheet of information. Mm -hmm. You know, Jake, he's a low D. If I walk up to Jake and say, hey, I got a situation here, and let me give you the history of this situation and problem going back the last three years, Jake's gonna fog out. He's like, man, Jay, just tell me the critical points of information. So when you're low in the D, you want the summary sheet, the basic points of information. Mm -hmm. If you want more, you'll ask for it. Now, the interesting thing about low Ds is things that are very important to us. We will dig down to the center of the earth and uncover every rock stone along the way. But other things. So... Whenever you have a, a low D that you're interacting with, you always want to create the summary sheet. Hey, this is what I want to talk to you about. Boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. Low deal. If they want more information on something, they'll ask for it. Low D, by its nature, likes a more flexible working environment. I don't like it overly regulated and structured. Oftentimes, low Ds, I like more flexibility. Mm -hmm. We like minimal amounts of rules. Now, it doesn't mean low Ds, we're just going to be out in chaos, but we want minimal amounts of rules. And frankly, sometimes low Ds, we look at the rules and regulations and go, ah, exception handbook. If there's yeah. a rule, there's got to be an exception. I will circle back after I do both and talk about the value of each, okay? Mm -hmm. So, you know, low Ds, we don't need a lot of certainty. So the basic summary points of information and a more flexible, less restricted environment. You know? you know where you find oftentimes a lot of low Ds in organizations is outside sales because it's a more flexible environment, it's less regulated. That makes sense. High D is just the opposite. Now high D, I want elements of proven information and fact in decision-making. I want more detail, I prefer it. Now again, on your Acumax, you'll see LWN. Do I like something, do I want something, do I need something? 
but all high Ds prefer proven information and data in the decision-making process. It better engages them. High Ds like knowing the rules, regulations, and structure of the organization. And if you think about it, it just makes sense. If I'm higher in certainty, more information and data makes me more certain in the decision-making process. Mm -hmm. Knowing the rules, regulations, and structure makes me more certain about doing my job. Mm -hmm. right? There are high D roles in organizations, and there are low D roles in organizations. High Ds prefer more certainty. So I'll take, you know, I'm a low D. My wife's a high D. When we first met many, many, many years ago, before I got into any of this, she's a high D. And I'd, I'd sometimes get a little frustrated. Like, how many volumes of encyclopedias do you need me to give to you for you to, for you to accept my point of view on this? But as a low D, when I realized when we got into this, I wasn't giving her enough information to satisfy her D drive. Therefore, uh -huh. she wasn't buying in, All right? Now, oftentimes high Ds are you know, find in operations in companies. And by the way, on this webinar, we've just solved the mystery between sales and operations. Operations is historically high D. They say, you can't promise delivery of the product anymore, you know, in less than two weeks. Low D salesperson, the customer says, could you have it for me in three, day, three days? Low D goes, yeah, no problem. <laughs> so we've seen this in hundreds of companies. I bring it up as a little bit of a joke, but it's true. It creates angst between the two. Now, low D will go by the rules and regulations if they understand why, you know. High Ds will understand why the salesperson will be promising it in three days instead of two weeks if they know why. So this knowledge helps the interactions and it, and it relieves frustration between people. You know, I'll go do a public setting and I'll go up to somebody like Jake and say, hey, Jake, I got an issue. Let me tell you about it. It's with one of our customers. Ah, they became a customer three years ago, and in the first quarter, they ordered about $10,000 worth of product. And then the second quarter, it went up to 15000 And then the third quarter, it dropped down to 12000 Now, by this point, Jake, you have to just tell me, what are you thinking when I'm telling you all this? What's it going to be for the next one, the next order? <laughs> and what else? That it's going down? Yeah, well, that's true. But if I continue to give you all oh, of that data and information. I'd be thinking, all right, just give me the numbers. Let's cut to the chase. Right. You know, what's the problem, you know? And so if I finally get to the end, it's like, well, they've, they've ordered 50,000 for the last three quarters, but it's dropped to 5,000 this quarter. He's like, why are you giving me that history? Now, not to say all high Ds would want that information, but their tendency is to want more information to understand the trend lines and the data. Interesting. I'll, I'll do a live presentation and I'll walk up to somebody who's highest in the D drive and I'll say, write me a report on our competitors. And they'll just look at me. They'll say, well, what do you want? Well, that's all I'm gonna give you. That's all the information I'm gonna give you. What do Stop. I get? And that's oftentimes low Ds. We don't need it, we don't give it. So, you know, um, what do I, what do I get? They'll come back and they'll say, well, you'll either get everything under the sun or nothing. I'm not going to do it because I don't know what you want. Yeah. Yep. These are the frustrations that occur in everyday life and in business, you know, 
And also the D drive tells us oftentimes positions. Is, is high D position something that where you need uh, data and it's going to be a data-driven position, low D where it's going to be more flexible about things, and also the exchange between people. So when you understand that, I, I look back early in my career when I was uh, first got out of college, my first job was with a bank. And I was in the management development program in the branches. And I'm a high B, I liked all the people interaction, I'm a low C, I had all this variety of jobs to do, take care of customers, working with the tellers, doing audits. I mean, there's just a lot. And it was kind of flexible in the environment. Mm -hmm. Then after I'd been there a couple of years, got a couple of promotions, one of the senior VPs came up and he said, you know, if you really want to be successful here, you need to go to the commercial side. So taking that advice, I applied to be a credit analyst. A credit, and it's a two-year program. Credit analyst is the exact opposite of how I'm wired. Yep. So six months into the job, I walked up to the credit manager. I said, oh, I'm doing it. He says, your work's good. I said, what's next steps? He said, 18 more months of the same. Well, what ended up happening is I really loved my job when I was in the retail branches. I went down to the credit department, didn't like it so much, and actually left about three months later. Oh, wow. Now, it's, what's kind of funny is the loan officers are basically salespeople. They needed my profile to be a loan officer. But the credit analyst and a lot of people left. But had they had this data back then. It could have coached me through it. I said, Jay, look, I know this is, you know, they're, you're kind of fighting your natural wiring. You can do it, but this is what we need you on the end game. And then modified the program, mm. you know, because it was very interesting to watch the people. So many people would leave. They would just leave the program because it sounded great, you know, and because when you're working against your innate wiring, it's very stressful. And mm -hmm. most people don't say, I love my job because it has all sorts of stress. Yeah. So just to recap D, it's about certainty. Lowering the D, I'm more comfortable with decision-making. I need less certainty. I need the critical points of information. I like more flexibility. High in the D, I want more certainty. I want more data. I want more information, rules, regulations. And I want more data to make a decision. I'm more comfortable in making a decision when I have more data and information. Absolutely. So that was a great uh, summary there of, of the D drive, Jay. Thank you very much for that. But a question I have for you is, are all of the drives we've talked about um, kind of on the same level uh, of magnitude that it matters to pay attention to when fitting someone into a role? Or is it possible that D is one of the more important ones? Or are they all kind of on the same playing field? Well, you know, that's a great question, Jake. The number one drive that we look at in placing somebody into a role is the C drive. Mm -hmm. Because it's how we work. Yes, we call it patience, but it's how we work. So, you know, low C's like variety, spinning plates, you know, a lot of differentiation happening. High C is like being more sequential, creating their plan and following it. Now, can a low C do high C work? Yes. Can a high C do low C work? Yes, but it's very, very taxing. 
actually the C drive is the hardest drive to work against all of the time. It takes wow. the most amount of mental energy. It's interesting. Then the second thing we look at is a combination of A alpha and D delta, because those are your decision-making drives, mm -hmm. you know? So that's the second thing we look at in placing an individual. Are you more of a my way decision-maker with less information, or are you more of a team decision-maker with lots of information? Mm -hmm. And then the third thing we look at is the communication drive B. Is this something that, is this a job where you have a lot of people interaction? Is it a position where you want more heads down? You know, we as human beings can do anything our mind sets us to, but when we fight our wiring, that's what creates negative stress. There's good stress. You know, meeting a deadline, things like that is a good stress. But when you fight who you are, that's negative stress. Yeah. And that's what oftentimes leads to being disappointed in my job, you know, maybe being unhappy. It can also have residual effects on relationships as well. So if, yeah, thank you. Thank you for that fantastic answer, Jay. But so if someone is uh, in a, uh, a high D or, and they find themselves in a position that is low D or they're a low D and they find their, themselves in a, in a role that's more high D focused, how does someone kind of try to navigate that and try to make it work for them? Or is it something usually, you can't Well, what it usually creates is frustration. You know, it it's just takes frustration. You can do it, but it's very taxing. I mean, I'm low in the D. And when I was a kid, my dad decided to start it. My dad was an accountant. He was a CPA. Decided to start his own accounting firm. And so I was child labor. You know, he'd come back with these big spreadsheets and checks. Could I do it? Yeah. Did I hate it? Every single minute. I actually vowed to myself, I will never become an accountant. So you can do the work, but it becomes frustrating. I mean, my own accountant, you know, he's low D. You know, wait, he's an accountant, low D. Wow. Well, he went, he loved accounting, you know, mentally. He loved the, the exercise of it. But when I met him years ago, he was thinking about leaving accounting. And he couldn't understand why. He said, you know, I went to school. I love it mentally. I said, well, what do you like? I said, oh, I like, you know, the big picture meetings and getting in front of people wow. and doing that. I just don't like doing the work. So actually we worked with him to bring in the accountant profile, people that would mm -hmm. do the work, more heads down, liked doing the work, where he could be out more with people in a more flexible environment. And his business has really grown. So he, you know, I'm glad he, we met through a mutual associate and we had that conversation and rather than him leave it, he realigned his role and brought in the people that were, were good at that. Yeah, he would review things, go over things, do the client meetings. So it's frustration. I guess that's really what it is. And I've met so many people that have left careers. When I look at their wiring, I understand why they left the career they were in. You know, go back to my example of being a credit analyst at the bank. So if you're listening to this podcast and maybe you have, um, you know, team members that work for you that, that you want to see, make sure they're in the right role, have them take the Acumax Index. But also what I'm thinking just based off hearing this is uh, people should be taking this before they decide, you know, what they want to do for a career so they can make sure, hey, does that career, does that track, does that 
college I'm looking at, whatever you're deciding to do, you want to make sure that path and that industry or that job role, you know, something that fits you in all these different drives that you might not even know about. So that's yeah, that, that's true. We've yeah. actually done a lot of consulting with our clients on this. They'll come to us and say, you know, my son or my daughter is considering a career. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'll give you a couple of good examples. You know, engineering. There's tons of different engineering roles. Yep. Sales. There's tons of different sales roles. Law. There's lots of different law roles, you know. And I mean, so I remember one specifically was a lawyer. He was a litigator. And his son was in law school and he wanted his son to be a litigator. His son was much better as a transactional attorney. Yeah. And really wanted that. And so he, he had his son take it and he got back and we talked to him and he, he's like, um, I've been pushing my son to be a litigator. I think I've been pushing him so hard he may leave law school. Uh -huh. I said, let him do what he wants. He's going to be great as a patent attorney or great as a transactional attorney. So these are some of the things that you want to look at because in a career, there's lots of subsets, you know, I mean, in medicine, I think I mentioned this in the C drive, you know, the emergency room is low C it's, you know, reprioritizes conditions change. You know, there's lots of different things that can happen in an unpredictable environment, but you know, intensive care is very high C. There's a process behind it. You got to make mm -hmm. sure that, tests are being administered and medications are being given. So you can get into different careers. You know, I want to be in medicine. I want to be a nurse in medicine. Are, are you going to be better in a clinical environment? Are you going to be better in the emergency room? Are you going to be better surgically? And that's what really sets up for not only long-term job success, but long-term job satisfaction as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And yeah, wow, it's just, it is uh, so powerful to me that we can have these conversations with you, Jay, and break down the drives, but also, this is a great podcast, not only to, to say, hey, go check out the Acumax Index, but I'm sure this is a great support podcast for it, so if you've taken it now, and you want to listen back at these drives to really help you understand yourself, please do that. If you have anyone that you think could benefit um, from taking the Acumax Index assessment that we've discussed uh, at length in these four episodes, then please share this podcast with someone you think it could help. And uh, Jay, I do want to tease, we are going to do a fifth installment that will be on the tilt factor. So the tilt factor, Jay, can you give us a little bit of a sneak preview on what we'll be talking about with the tilt factor? Well, for those of you that have taken the Acumax, it's the red dot that you see in the top graph. And that's all I'm going to say. And we'll get into what that is in our next podcast. And so the tilt factor is actually something that I am very, very interested in talking about because it is a really interesting conversation. And we, I'm sure the audience will love it as well. So tune in. That one will be coming in a couple weeks, I'm sure. Uh, so thank you very much, Jay, for coming on again and giving us the fourth installment uh, of this series. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for having me. I really enjoy doing these. You're a great host. And uh, I really enjoy getting the word out and helping people live happier, better lives. Thank you. Yeah, you make it easy. And yes, this is very beneficial stuff. So if you're not taking advantage of um, Jay's um, complimentary Acumax Index, go text Jake to the phone number. It'll be down in the description and uh, complete that assessment. Learn a lot about yourself and your teammates and how you work as a team, your, how you fit in the job roles, everything like that. 
And then uh, most importantly, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for being here to the audience. Thank you, thank you very much. But please like, subscribe, and share this podcast. Uh, if you could share this podcast to someone who could help grow their business, that would be incredibly beneficial to everyone. And also, please rate and review so that more people see the show. So thank you very much for tuning in, and stay tuned for a great roster of guests we have coming in the upcoming weeks. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.